Hello, you're listening to Geeks on the Street. This is the first episode, and welcome. I am your host, Evan Huerta, and today I have my first guest uh, named Art Lopez. Say hi, Art. Hello. Today we're going to do my all-time favorite movie, Jurassic Park, came out in 1993, directed by Steven Spielberg. And uh, it was written by Michael Crichton, who originally wrote the novel, and he wrote the screenplay for this uh, movie. So, believe it or not, there's actually people who have not seen this, and I bet a lot of you who are listening to this episode has seen it. But here's a plot summary for those who have not seen it. As from IMDb, it said it reads: A pragmatic paleontologist visiting an almost complete theme park is tasked with protecting a couple of kids after a power failure causes the park the park's clone dinosaurs to run loose it is a very interesting movie uh so this is my number one movie in my top 10 where where is this art where does this fall under your top 10 movies or if you have a top 10 list no yes it definitely lands in my top 10 list of favorite movies all time bring me back to when I was a teenager when this came out <laughs> indeed I uh, did you see it in theaters I did not it was actually one of those movies I did want to go see I believe it came out in the summer but for some reason I wasn't able to see it until it came out on video cassette I'm giving out my age <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually the top rated movies on IMDb 106 uh, the 166 top rated movie it uh, won three Oscars and another 40 wins and 27 nominations. So it stars Sam Neill as Alan Grant, Laura Dern as Ali Settler, Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm, and Richard Ann Barrow uh, played John, John, John Hammond. And those are just basically the top uh, paid actors. So my favorite scene of the movie is the lunch scene when they're when when uh dr malcolm says about that why he shouldn't open the park and about control this whole premise of the movie is about control about really honestly never having control of the dinosaurs so art do you have a favorite uh scene well since it is one of my favorite movies it is kind of hard to narrow it down I think one of the ones, one of the scenes I really captured that, that I was like, oh, wow, they actually did that. That's awesome. Is since Triceratops was like my favorite dinosaur as a kid. So when I actually saw the Triceratops there, it looked so real. I was like, wow, that's awesome. And uh, even the actor who, uh, was it Sam Neill Grant? He, I think even he said, it, I think the Triceratops is one of his favorite dinosaurs. And it was awesome that he like got to interact with the dinosaur. And I was like, man, if I, if that was real, that would be so awesome too. And I think I enjoyed that part. So how many times that is, that, that is a very good scene about the sick dinosaur and uh, uh, yeah. the plant of the West Indian lilac uh, when Alice Sattler uh, wants to check for dinosaur droppings to see about the sick dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh it was it, uh, that is a very good scene. Do you have a uh, my favorite line would be it's a little bit of a cliche, but it's he says life finds a way. Uh, where he talks about that uh, 
about that animals have have broken down walls and they always will find a way of how to break free and animals it, you can't control them and uh in this movie john hammond wants to play god of recreating dinosaurs and even nowadays they're they're still trying to uh de-extinct uh dinosaur uh dinosaurs yeah so uh, i've heard i've heard about that mm-hmm. so do you do you have a favorite character or? um favorite character well <laughs> what's his uh the, the actor wayne knight i like his he's my favorite character to hate <laughs> he does such a good job uh, he's, he can tell you that he's such a good actor. He was my favorite favorite character to hate. I like all of them. Uh, I like Jeff Goldblum and a lot of stuff he plays. I think he, I liked his character. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard because they it's they all play together so well. It's like they they pick like the perfect actors for each role, for each um, even specific scene or like what they should say or express I, I think just all of them collectively they just they just made the movie yes that's true yep and uh the the suspense in the movie uh is spielberg's trademark for his movies you could always uh bring up a good suspense like he did with uh alfred hitchcock's way of suspense from psycho the birds the way how he can build it up with music and uh uh and uh the what's interesting about the suspense is that when you first introduce two times rex on the main road uh when it's raining and it's dark and uh when uh, uh timmy gets those night vision goggles and uh uh he puts them on and and donald gennaro the lawyer he says he says, are they heavy? And Tim says, yes. And he says, well, well that means they're expensive. Put them back. And he just rolls yeah. his eyes and goes on to night glasses. And, he's, and he says, no music is playing at this moment. No music. Can't, mm-hmm. It's just basically just audio of the rain, the sound, the thunder. And so he's just viewing it, looking at it. And, uh, and then, then they focus on the goat. Well, first, then you hear thumping. You hear thumping, mm-hmm. and this is perfect. My heart still races every time I, I watch this scene. It's an amazing <laughs> scene when he's when you hear thumping, and you can see look at the the famous iconic scene. Look at the water, and it ripples, right. it ripples, and yeah, uh, vibration on the water. Right, classic. Yeah, right, and uh, we'll, we'll get more on how they did that. The 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 genius behind the the producers and Steven Spielberg and the team will get more on that later. But uh, what was so cool is that uh, no music was playing. It was just a sound. And then, and then Lex looks and says, what happened to the goat? And then, and then the, the camera moves, pans up. And now you can see on top of the car and just the, the hoof falls on a car just like it's blood right there and they they all gasp going, <gasps> they all gasp and they <laughs> and they all look back and Gennaro's like he's he's moving his hands across his face and and he's sweating and he looks terrified and then and then all of a sudden you just see it 
see see the T-Rex pop his head up and then see the moon and the light glimmer on it and it's just raining the rain's falling on top of it and right. and then Gennaro runs and says uh, and he's, <laughs> he runs and runs and runs and he runs to the bathroom and then uh, and then uh, then it goes into the next car where it has Malcolm and Grant and Grant says where do you think he says, he says where the hell do you think he's going and then and then and John and then Malcolm, the classic iconic line says, You gotta go, you gotta go. And then Yeah, it's like when you gotta go, you gotta go. That's right. I know the feeling. <laughs> and then but but he, but he left the door open and by the time oh, it's the, the T-Rex is stomping on the main road, roaring and sniffing and looking. And uh and he's and Malcolm says I, I hate it when I'm right because in the beginning, remember he said that says that you know the dinosaurs will will break out, and then yeah. before Malcolm says when they're running in the car and said, you know this, this is this is this is the essence of chaos theory, you know these about these park times and schedules that they don't follow schedules, mm-hmm. and and uh, so it's stomping and and and. Uh, and Tim shuts the door and all of a sudden it goes, focuses on that door and it sniffs and you just see the smoke. I mean, not the smoke, uh, the breath on, onto the, onto the window of the car. Just that, that's just an amazing scene. And all of a sudden it starts attacking and goes awry from there. Yeah. But let's focus back to the beginning of the movie of the, uh, of, of the intro of when, of the title cards, like it has that kind of like a st- first does a universal, then it has this ambiance of the jungle and the birds. Like usually in most movies, they have the you know, you know the classic universal sound. Uh, I mean the score of the intro, but this they did the ambiance into his title cards, and it goes ah, and has the chorus. That that's just it's it's so memorable that intro. And then you know, the you know the jungle, and it's all. You think there's dinosaur there, but it's just a cage, you know. Shoot her, shoot her. You know the first, yeah. the the first death scene. It's there are some comedy moments, and so yeah. Do you have okay. any thoughts on certain scenes that you really particularly liked? Yeah, that's like that moment. Um, you know, they're bringing in these dinosaurs. I mean, they, it's like a taste of how intense this movie is going to be, or how intense it can be, and audience finds out just how intense the movie is you know and even to this day you watch it again and you're still like a little tense even though you know it's coming already but it, it's that's a that's why it's such a, an awesome movie overall young or old I yeah mean, i enjoyed this when i was a teenager and i still enjoy it today right i the first time i've watched it i was actually uh i was actually in my room here and uh and it was on this little laptop little laptop and my me, me and Enrique watched it for the for my brother Enrique we watched it my brother and I watched it for the first time and I had nightmares and I I finished it but <laughs> I had nightmares because how scary it really was and uh, it still lives up it came out 23 years ago 1993 on June oh yeah it yeah. still lives up today it, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get any more points uh on uh, on IMDb but uh it is not it's not a flawless movie. There is some parts that I think that they could have done better. So now we're going to go over of what we didn't like about the movie. Very little, 
but there are still some things that didn't like. Is there anything that you think you could improve or you didn't particularly like? Um, you know, it's funny how uh, some actors say they, they don't like working with kids. In some moments in the screen, I can see, um, you know, kids being annoying, uh, maybe even knowing acting with them. But they also made, they made the movie good as well. You know, they, they added that, you know, uh, a different twist or, you know, different effect on, on a human, on a person. Um, but, you know, they contributed a lot to the movie, but I can tell, uh, you know, so just, just some of the things they had them say or, or what they said was kind of like, okay, that's kind of dumb. Well, maybe because I'm older now and I see it. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, like, what are these kids doing? That's so silly or that's so dumb. But it, it's, it's, I think, more, you know, pro and con. Um, it, it's kind of hard because this movie is so good that, you know, for me to criticize what they, what they did wrong or how they can be better. Um, but I'm, I just can't remember at the top of my head. I'm sure there's things here and there like, oh, they could have done this or, man, they should have done a little bit more of that or why they do this. Because just overall, I, I just enjoyed it, you know. I think I enjoyed it more, too. I'm not looking so many of the little things that they did wrong. I think that's why I enjoy it so much still. Yeah, but, there uh, are some, uh, I guess you call them spoofs or not spoofs, uh, bloopers uh, that they did. Uh, on the IMDb, it calls them goofs. Uh-huh. Uh, when the T-Rex flips over, the Ford Explorer, it hits the wall. But in the next scene, when the T-Rex stands on it, the, the Explorer has moved away from the wall several feet. So, like, it's one side onto the wall, and then all of a sudden, it's uh-huh. in the next scene, it's on the other side. Yeah. And then, uh, and then also, when the T-Rex is attacking the car with Lex and Tim in a shot, through the roof, the windshield, you can hear the scream. However, the mouths stay closed. So the audio is not edited flawlessly. Yeah. But even after all of these, all these little, little things that you can easily miss, mm-hmm. it still lives up to it. It's still, oh, yeah. it's still amazing. Uh, I think one of the best performances of this movie is definitely Richard Attenborough, who did John Hammond. Uh, in the novel, mm-hmm. the the novel written by Michael Crichton was written uh, was written, I think, a few years before it was before its release. Uh, and uh, John Hammond, spoiler: this is your spoiler warning, listeners. This is spoiler warning for the novel. If you have not read it, you can skip over this. Um, but. Uh, John Hammond had a very brutal death. He fell. He fell. He fell off a cliff. I believe his cane breaks, and the, these compies, you know, the little green little dinosaurs, and the little green ones that squeak, a bunch of them just swarm and start eating him, and he dies in the book. Uh, wow. But uh, the one thing I really liked about this movie, that you can add to it, is the soundtrack, the score, the composer John Williams, an iconic, uh, a very well-known composer. He did. A lot of Spielberg's movies, uh, the main theme or the suite, if you will, it uh, it's it's very iconic. You know, what do you think about the score? Oh yeah, yeah, man. It's like even if you haven't seen a movie, a lot of people know this this score. They know this soundtrack. 
they can say, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's like the soundtrack from Jurassic Park, right? It's like, it's, it's one of those classic, uh, uh, um, you, get, you just know. It, it goes along with Jaws. It, it goes along with other iconic um, soundtracks or scores that you're saying. It's it's definitely up there. I wanted to see if another movie is like, oh, you just know, oh, like Mission Impossible. You know, it's a Mission Impossible song, uh, but you, you can't you can't mistake it. You know, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now we're gonna go over the quotes of the movie of our uh, of uh, of our favorite quotes. Do you have a specific quote that you really liked from the movie? Oh, yeah, there's a handful of them. I do like what you mentioned about uh, life, how Malcolm, how he says that he has that little stutter. He says, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> he has a little bit of a stutter, but, you know, he, he has a little bit of stutter, but then something genius or just, you know, smart comes out of his mouth, you can say. The funny, he has like a lot of little quotes. <laughs> right. That's true. The funny thing about Ian Malcolm, even though he's in the, the face of death, he can still uh, tell some quirky jokes. And like uh, after, uh, 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 after, you know, they're getting chased by the T-Rex, he says, well, thanks, John, for a lovely weekend. <laughs> or you think, they'll, you think they'll have that on the tour? Yeah, let's talk about that scene first before we go further. The scene... Where, where Ian Malcolm, uh, I mean, uh, after they hide and Ian Malcolm gets gets his leg uh, hurt or something or broken, and uh, this is my favorite track. It's called uh, "High Wired Stunts." It's the one go. It's the and it's a very tense scene. One of the most tense scenes in the movie, where where, where they're looking for the other car, and you know they're looking. They're looking at the flashlight. You know, they're calling them, going Grant, Grant, and they're you know they're calling them, and uh, and they're looking and looking, and then the music is just blaring. It. It's tense music, and they and they go the other car, the other car. So they go back, they go down, and they you know they, they see the car flipped over, uh-huh. and they looked in, it and they're like, and Alan is freaking out because you know it looks gone, it looks beat up, and then then they saw the footprints. And then they go away, and then all of a sudden you hear those those tremors, the thumps, again. And Ian Malcolm says, explains the science behind the tremors, and then then he says, "I'm very alarmed here. Come on, come on." He says, "Come on, come on. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Come on <laughs> yeah. now." And then they're going around, and and then uh, yeah, it was just an amazing scene. And that scene when they're running, you. they use actually. In the movement, in the running scenes of the T Rex, they use the CGI. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I can imagine they're gonna use the CGI for that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite yeah. tense scene, like the scene that's very tense? It's like you're tense. I would say scene. You're you're tense. Like after a quarter of the way through the movie, after a quarter of the way of the movie, you're tense for almost the whole time. <laughs> you're kind of tense to almost the whole time in a good way you're, you're you're i guess you're in suspense you're anxious you want to see what's going to happen or what what's the next thing that's going to pop out um 
But uh, definitely that time you were saying that, you know, that Malcolm was feeling something like, hey, we got to get out of here, like now, yesterday. <laughs> I was to- totally tense, especially he was like leaning back and he couldn't shift the gear to get to go further, to go faster. Going, bloody move. Like he's, he's yeah, on it. Like, and that know, actually what uh, saved him. And, and there's yeah. like a log right there and they ducked right at the right moment. I honestly, if I was on the island, I don't think I would have survived. You know, I don't have a good survival. You know, yeah. this is... that's another thing. You, you, it's it's so in, intense, and you kind of think like, how would I be in that situation? You know, would I be able to survive, keep my wits with me throughout this whole crazy ordeal? You know, life-threatening situation. You know, or who would I be? How would I react? Would I be like him or like her or? Or that person, you know, how, how would I react? You know, would I survive overall? So and, it's, it's right. you're really immersed. I mean, that's how immersed you can be in this movie. And a lot of movies today, they're always rushing. They always rush everything and there's no character development. There's no, uh, no, it's really honestly, it's just a lot of good suspense building. And uh, a lot of kids that I've talked to nowadays who've seen Jurassic World first, then watch this movie, they say it's boring because it doesn't have, has action, but it's more suspense. And they just don't appreciate true cinema. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what's, what, what I think was funny at John Hammond's, he always said, excuse me, he always said, oh, we spared no expense. Mm-hmm. He always said that is said it like, but like over Just 10, how much 20 times. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, there, I like how a lot of well, movies sometimes today, the whole movie's tense. Yeah. And there's no breaks, but here you get breaks of comedic relief. If you will, you get, you know, some comedy like, uh, uh, when they're um, uh, first, there, there's a scene where uh, where they're all trapped, and then they have to go to go uh, to, to go turn the power off. They have to go turn the power on, and then Ali and uh, Robert Muldoon, you know, the game warden, the one who is t- in charge of the security of the of the guests. Uh, 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 the Irish guy. Um, so they all, so 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 then they go, they they go out, and uh, and they're being hunted, and uh, and they're all sneaking, and then so then they're all they're they're, 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 they're like they're walking, and they know the classic scene of the clever girl, right? And so they go. Uh, then then he says, and she says, "Are we gonna run for it?" And says, "No, we can't." We're being hunted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then Danny's <laughs> waiting and says, "I've got her." And then so he says, "Run!" And she doesn't run. She goes, turns to her, "Run!" And so she runs, and the music starts going. Uh, that track is called "Eye to Eye." It's a good track. And so she's running and running and running, and then and she trips over a branch and she jumps. She she holds on to a branch, jumps up, pulls herself up, and jumps and closes and closes the door. And, and then mm-hmm. uh, say right on time, right? But I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, then, and then it goes back to Robert Muldoon, and he puts his hat down on the next branch, and he pulls his his rifle, aims at the other Flosh Raptor, 
and then it comes by and looks at it. Clever girl, and then it goes, and then, and then you just see him, and this is the most, <laughs> most eerie scream. He just the scream oh, is yeah. unnerving. You could hear his pain. You can just see how excited the dinosaur gets, and it, yeah. he basically mauls his face, and the bush in the way you can't see it. But then you go, then it goes back to, uh, uh, Doctor Salder in the hut, not really hut the. And then there's stairs, and then uh, Doctor Malcolm is saying, "I mean, uh, Doctor Doctor Hammond, John Hammond says they're walking down, and she's walking down the stairs, and she's looking, and then and then he goes and he tells her where to go, and then Ian Malcolm says, "No, no, go here." And he goes, "I know how to read a blueprint." And then <laughs> and she keeps on she keeps on going down, and she has her flashlight and looking around, but then she reaches a dead end. Then Ian Malcolm takes over the walkie-talkie and says, "Look on the roof and follow the pipes." And they, and they go follow the pipes, and then she turns on. She turns each one. This is a great scene. There's just this little snippet, if you will, uh, uh, where she's turning on each, each, uh, each light, and then, then after she turns it on, then he goes back to Doctor Malcolm and the kids, Lex and Tim, when they're climbing the fence. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes back, and she's almost there, and they're all count to three, one, two. Then he, he, he won't jump. He goes, are you crazy? And he won't jump. And then she turns on the last one and he goes, goes flying off. And yeah. then, you know, Grant catches him and <laughs> trying to make him, uh, bring him back to life. Uh, yeah. Just picturing that scene and his right. hair afterwards. <laughs> but the but the one part of that scene I actually liked is when this is where uh, this is where the first comedic relief you get from the tense scene that just happened. Then you, uh, First, before they climb the gate, he gets the gate and acts like he's getting electrocuted, going, Aah! and then, you know, it's acting like it's gets electrocuted. Then you hear the T-Rex roar in the background, and, it'll, and then the music starts going, and then they're climbing the gate, trying to climb the gate, and it's, and then Lex says, I bet you can beat you, and then, so, and then Tim says, no, you can't, and then Brian says, come on, it's not a, it's not a race, and so then, then, then the tense scene starts, and after they, she turns on all the. You have to pump it three times. They pump it three. She pumps it three times. Got to prime it first, and then so they turns. She turns back around onto, onto the gate, and, and she says, "John, we're back in business." And then here is the jump scare. This is what I really like—the jump scare. Then she, then the, the Velociraptor called the big one jumps onto the gate and roars. And the, the, the jump scare, and then she runs, and she's terrified. Her flashlight breaks down to the ground, and then she's running and running and running. Which is, uh, it's a, it's, it's a very cool scene. Yeah. Hey, you're doing that. You're you're describing that pretty well, man. You're on oh, the roll there. So thank you. Like... I just I've seen this probably too many times that I should have. This is one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I saw it not too long ago. But man, you have it down in your memory pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any? Do you have any other thoughts on that scene or what? Oh no. Well, uh, you've, we've given away a few things here and there, but actually, yeah, that's where um, Samuel Jackson's character kind of pops out, or you can say part of him pops out. Yeah, his arm. <laughs> so, you know what's funny? <laughs> that that plat's actually plastic, but they kind of made it fluorescent and make it look real. That's actually for sale. It's actually a prop that's for sale. 
Oh, really? And his death, yes. his death was supposed to be in the movie, but of her of the hurricane, uh, mm-hmm. they couldn't. They wrote it and they didn't finish the scene. It's a very interesting scene. I actually like that. It was supposed to be a good scene. They implemented what they wrote into Jurassic Park three, uh, but um. So now we're gonna go into a little bit of trivia on the movie. You know, we we're gonna go into a bit of trivia. All right, you're gonna know this. I hope you're not gonna just. Well, I'm the only person here. Other person here. So. <laughs> let's see. Let's go. Let's go over this trivia. So, which 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 is funny is that Jim Carrey was considered for the role of Ian Malcolm. Oh, really? What okay. do you What do you think of that? It would have been a very I mean, different we know movie. Th- yeah, I mean, we think Jim Carrey we think comedy, but we've seen you know he's he's done some serious movies here and there. He has that. Definitely has that potential, but I think Jeff Goldblum brought that proper balance of comedy, drama, suspense, action. I think he brought that good balance to where I think Jim Carrey could have been too intense one way or the other. So I think Jeff Goldblum was a better fit for sure. I think Jeff Goldblum was made for this role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has that intelligence, that wit, and he, he fits that character. This this movie was actually the movie and the book and the novel generated so much interest in dinosaurs that the study of paleontology has had a record increase in students. Since then, yeah, since, that... since since the movie after the movie was released, I actually mm-hmm. this is the reason why I actually wanted to be a paleontologist. This is actually and also a trivia. It was actually this movie was in, it was actually referenced in the show Friends. Because of Ross is a paleontologist, so yeah, I was gonna say not because Ross from Friends was a paleontologist. It's <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> so, oh yeah, also, he's another famous paleontologist. Yep, he is another <laughs> famous paleontologist. Uh, there, there are many scenes in this movie that are really good. Uh, oh, which is really cool. I love this the, uh, this piece of trivia. While they're eating lunch or dinner. Uh, it was raining. They, you know, it was raining some of some scenes, and sometimes mm-hmm. the dinosaur, uh, uh, the T Rex, they called it Rexy, it would actually move on its own because it would rain and it would and it would short out. <laughs> so it would move on its own and it'd be really creepy. Yeah, and, who uh, wouldn't be? You're like, what right? the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and a Tyrannosaurus Rex roars, Rexy. Her roars were a combination of dog, penguin, tiger, alligator, and elephant sounds. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I did hear about that mix. That was pretty cool. And they've done that with other in other movies with other, I don't know if other animals or like other creatures, or even like in explosion scenes where they even use like, um, you know, like animal roars or things like that it's it's just weird i mean just these guys who who do this are just very creative you know yeah definitely the, the sound effects people the sound effects guys you can tell my movie knowledge is not not as it's not that great but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i definitely do uh and michael Crichton, when he was writing the book i mean writing the novel uh book novel same thing uh michael Crichton invented uh intended john hammond to be a dark walt disney Mm, okay and his persona in the movie was very 
it, it, it was very different from the novel. John Hammond was intended to in the novel to be this businessman who only cares about the but the money, the moolah, and only cared about mm-hmm. the money, didn't care about the safety, but the but in the and he didn't redeem himself. He died in the first novel, as I, as I mentioned before. Uh, also, but in in the movie, it was uh, he he was this you know this giddy happy man you know kind of like a, a Santa, a Santa persona, mm-hmm. and you know he mm-hmm. redeemed himself, and uh, you know that scene, and uh, when you know when they're eating the ice cream, and he says talk about the talking about the about the flea. At the flea circus he had of remembering Petticoat Lane. Uh, and he says, look, mommy, you know, I can see the fleas. I can see the fleas. And he said, but next time, next time it'll be better. And Ali Sattler ex- exclaims, there won't be a next time. Y- y- you never had control. That was the illusion. And uh, how she's crying and says, people are dying. And the the animals rely on lysine, uh, lysine plants like the West Indian lilac, uh, mm-hmm. and you know they were gonna die. And uh, but one thing I forgot to mention is one of my favorite characters in the movie is Dennis Nedry, played by Wayne Knight from Newman from Seinfeld. That's where mm-hmm. everyone knows him from mm-hmm. is Newman, and uh, he did such a good role in this movie. His uh, oh, yeah. his his. His death was good, but sad of how he, uh, how he had the, the, um, of the Barbasol can of how it would keep the embryos. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. There, I actually had some trivia for that scene of when, of there, there was a shot where it focuses on the can of the Barbasol and mud just covers it. Spielberg intended that scene for, uh, for the move, next movie, The Lost World, um, for the next movie to have that scene where people go back to get the can, but it was actually they actually made a game on that of the make of the game of kind of Spielberg's version of the story, which is very interesting. It's not canon to the story, but it's still good to play to learn what Spielberg intended for The Lost World. Uh, and uh, another little little trivia. Uh, Universal, who owns the rights to Jurassic Park, owned the rights to even before the move, the book, the novel was released. Because okay, uh, Spielberg and McCrichton were good friends. They have worked in the past together. Um, they 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 were good friends, and Spielberg wrote the uh uh, uh Spielberg read the book that the McCrichton wrote, and Spielberg already worked with Universal from ET. So, and Universal also read the book and wanted this movie. They said, this movie is going to be big. And um, so he got them, he got it and they, they got the rights and uh, they wanted a second one, but Crichton was done, but they wanted another book. So they told him that they'll pay, they paid him to write the, the uh, second movie. So they wrote, he wrote the second book and he wrote for, for the next movie. And, uh, so there's a lot of trivia here. It'll take us a long time to go over all of the trivia, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's 
you want to you want to go over something specific go ahead, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, the tagline of the movie is 65 million years in the making and at that moment in 1993 of that year it has been 60 believed in theory that it has been 65 million years since dinosaurs have lived mm-hmm. so Crichton when you wrote the novel he did he did a lot of research a lot of scientific research on first his first draft of the novel was thinking of how kids and boys mostly boys sometimes girls are too but mostly boys are obsessed with dinosaurs and they love dinosaurs and first it was going to be about the book the book was about to be a kid a father and a son going to Jurassic Park together a a nice book but then he read it then he said it to um, Amblin um, I think it was Amblin Books Uh, uh, and the people who read it the critics they said no this is they didn't like it so then wrote a second draft they didn't like it so this was back and forth back and forth that they didn't like then finally the the next draft he says make it into a horror book I guess so he wrote a very gory violent book and they loved it so then they bought it and the universal <laughs> right he owned the rights to the book before it's released so then they after he wrote it universal found out about it then they 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 bought it and uh well enough about the book we're not here to talk about just about the book we'll talk about the movie the novel we're trying getting off topic mm-hmm. so when is it such a good movie i mean especially michael Crichton. he's he's uh written a lot of good books and Actually, a good hand of them, good uh, handful of them have become good movies. Um, but Jurassic Park, I think, to me, is one of his best ones. Yes, and, it uh, is actually his most famous, up to with uh, Congo and Sphere. Those are his two mm-hmm. most famous books. So, yeah. so you compare those to these to this to Jurassic Park. I think this Jurassic Park is still number one from the ones that came from his books. My favorite trivia: this was actually in the documentary of Jurassic Park. Um, the original actress of of the 1933 King Kong, who played Anne Darrow, uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, her name was Faye Ray, or from pronouncing that right. But she was actually on the, she was actually on the set of the movie. So she was born in 1907. So she was a little, a little older in that when this movie came out. So she was on the set, and because uh, she was basically the scream queen of almost all time, because how much, how much she would scream in King Kong, and because uh, Lex, uh, don't remember the actress's name of Lex. Um, uh, she was she could scream all. The whole movie, the whole time, she could scream and never get tired, never on her vocals. She never lost her voice. Never. Uh, her name was uh, Ariana Richards. So Ariana Richards, she never, uh, she never lost her voice. And they were impressive how much she can scream and how much she can act terrified, and then go back to normal when they go on break. Like she can just act right on. Yeah, she had right that. on cue. Mm-hmm. And even him of how there was a scene remember the ending when you know when the when the when the fossil falls on him you actually had to film that in reverse so you had to act in reverse really 
yeah, which is hard to do, he said. It was just very hard. And um, on the main road scene, which is my favorite, which is awesome, you can see the T-Rex and it roars. And when, uh, when he has the flare and he says, hey, 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 and the T-Rex roars, he actually looks terrified because he actually is terrified because of how real it looks and how tall and intimidating it was. Yeah. And it helps with the acting, too. Because I think with CGI, you hear my dog in the background. With the CGI, I mean, you really have to pretend something's there. To when you have these, that puppetry or that dinosaur there. I don't know exactly what to use at that moment, but you get a more genuine feeling from the from the reaction of the actor, you know. And that's 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 on screen. You can see that just like when you know someone's faking that they're scared or they're really scared, or they're really nervous or they're just pretending. You know, are they, um, you know, they are, are really impressed or, or taken off guard, you know, uh, you can tell, you can tell. And, and I think sometimes, and you can perceive that and when you're watching a movie, you can see that it's a genuine reaction from a human being, which is that actor on screen. And I think sometimes with the CGI, that's kind of, I guess you could say a negative from it. It kind of takes away of the more genuine reaction from that. Right. You know, CGI is awesome, but when it needs when it needs to be, um, but it also I think you kind of take away the authentic human aspect sometimes when something's not there, something not palpable, something tangible isn't there. You know. Speaking of CGI, uh, that scene, the beginning scene when you see. The first dinosaur is the Brachiosaurus, not a Brontosaurus, which is a, a common mistake. But when you see the CGI and beginning when, when they're pulling up and it says, stop, 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 when John Hammond says that. And then they look and he just looks, stands up, goes, pulls off his glasses and looks all, looks all surprised. And he grabs Allie Sattler's head and pulls her up and she acts all surprised. Just uh, the acting, even though it wasn't there, the acting of them was just amazing how they could imagine it and act that surprise even though they can't see it i was yeah. just, like you said that was, was such genuine. yeah and that's such a genuine reaction i wonder what i don't know if they made them see something they haven't seen before maybe like the first time they saw the actual dinosaurs there they wanted to give them like hey this is gonna be your first time you're gonna see this dinosaur i want to see like you want to see your genuine reaction to to this because this is what you're supposed to be seeing and who knows? I don't know if they made him look at uh, see something the first, like a dinosaur for the first time. Obviously, not the real dinosaur, <laughs> but like the real ones that they built for them to see, and then that would give them probably a more genuine reaction to it. You know, I, I wonder because he, I mean that's that's awesome acting, but you can see that was like a very almost like a very genuine reaction that he had there. Right, and uh, here are some of the taglines that were before considered before considered an adventure 65 million years in the making. Here are some of them. It says the tagline is life finds a way, which they use that in Fallen Kingdom. Uh, the other one is remember, that was the tagline for the, uh, and it says unleash the beast, caution alive inside, the park is open. Those are some of the taglines considered before they came up with the final new one. Uh, it was rated PG-13, obviously, for mm -hmm. the tense scenes, sometimes bloody scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
in the box office, it budget the budget was sixty three million. It should have been sixty five million, <laughs> just for the <laughs> to match the tagline. Uh, opening weekend in June thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, United States, it made opening weekend USA forty seven million a hundred and twenty six thousand eight hundred twenty eight hundred. That's how much it made. The I, remember, gross. I remember when it came. I'm oh, sorry. I just, I just remember it. You know, this is the summer of '93. I was a teenager. I remember. I mean, I like dinosaurs since I was a kid too. Right. So it looks. You're seeing the commercials. I'm like, wow, that looks so realistic. And then you're hearing that it's doing so good in the box office, made so much this weekend, so many millions. And I'm like, hey, I want to go. But you know, at 13, I mean, I'm depending on, on whatever my parents can afford if they can go out this yep. weekend. Sorry, not, not forty-seven. Older brother, which right. when you're teenagers, they don't want their little brother around them. So it was but, uh, not. Oh, I just remember. I mean, it was just, it was just doing really well in the box office. I it just was. really remember that that summer. Uh-huh. Oh, also interesting is that before it was in that year, it was the highest-grossing movie ever until Titanic came out the following year and took over the box office by storm. Then Avatar took that record. And then Endgame Wait. took over Avatar. So those are all the records. It was sorry, it was not forty-seven million. It was forty-seven thousand. So, but the gross USA of all USA, it was of the four hundred four thousand two hundred fourteen, and uh, the cumulative worldwide gross was around the worldwide was one million hundred thirty-three. One billion. Oh, one billion. You had it right the first time. Well, you had it right the first time when you said opening weekend in the U.S. was forty-seven million, over forty-seven oh, million. million. Yeah, forty-seven million. Okay, that's you're right. So, one billion dollars. Imagine that Universal got one billion dollars plus tax. All of it, but and uh, oh, and uh, Spielberg owns his own company called Amblin Entertainment. That's his Spielberg. The ET logo. <laughs> right yeah that's actually which is funny that's what started it that uh uh-huh. it's uh so do you have anything more thoughts from a trivia you'd like to bring out before we play some games uh no well we can keep going on about this movie it's awesome i mean just from the acting to the story um to this day you know it's like people uh who grew up with this can now see this movie with their own kids you know, with their older kids. I mean, maybe if they're under 10 years old, they'll be a little, uh, yeah, a little hesitant to probably show them. But, you know, for the kids that you have 10 years old, 10 years old or, or older, they'll be okay with it. So this is some, this is definitely a movie you can, you know, watch with your older kids, you know, and enjoy. Right, right. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's uh, i have no further thoughts so i guess this closes it up so let's just play some games so the first question i have for you in the game is i love tom cruise we all love tom cruise you know i do we're going to talk about more of his movies in in, in the future do you think <laughs> probably more than the, uh, do you think tom cruise could have played ian malcolm or any other character or how would his role fit he probably could um he does have that, you can say that comedic bit, um, but I think he's, he's, I think he would be a little too intense 
and again, that just shows the perfect role for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. As Malcolm. And in 93, Tom Cruise was, he did The Firm and Jerry Maguire, I think it was 97. So that was kind of his, I honestly, I don't think he could play Ian Malcolm because he, I don't think he has the charm that Ian Malcolm has, that stutter, that, that just a certain charm about Goldblum that I really like in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, also, if you could choose a role or any small role or any cameo or any background what would you what role would you pick do you like to understand the character more no what role if you if you were in the movie 93 if, if i you were in the movie if no if you were not an, an actor where would you put yourself what role uh, let's see i would it would be a shorter role you know what another guy who i like to hate <laughs> i probably would be a good jerk player. <laughs> wow, really didn't come out right. I can tell my brain's not working today. But B. D. Wong, this is Doctor Wu, right? Yep, Doctor Wu. Yes. Same, this is the same. This is the same actor who comes Very out on Law and Order. Role. Right. There's any Law and Order fans? This is uh, Wu, Doctor Wu, uh, B. D. Wong, and he plays. A small role, but a very significant role, as, as you can see, right. even in Lost World, right? He came out again. No, so he, didn't. This, the, he was in Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, I was confusing it. But yeah, Jurassic World, the more recent ones that came out in the recent years. Uh, I think he is like. You can see it just a short, this actor played such a short part of the movie, but it was a very significant part. And that's why they were able to bring him again in, in, the, in the new Jurassic World series. And I think I would like to play that one. Uh, obviously, I'm not in a way uh, as intelligent as <laughs> Dr. Wu, but uh, I, I think I would probably choose that. My role would, I wouldn't pick any of the big roles because I don't think I could. Uh, one, one of the big roles that I would probably do one of those in the beginning with the one with the helmets and they're all, uh, I'd play um, uh, uh, Jeffrey, the guy who who got eaten by the flock. The Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, well, uh, I guess this wraps it up. Uh, thank you for listening to geeks on the street uh come uh come back for the next episode of jurassic park the lost world uh it's 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 a great film well uh, thank you for listening and uh hope you guys come back next time uh uh, i am uh i am evan huerta your host and my guests are lopez thank you very much appreciate you inviting